Hello and welcome to the Life Coaching on the Move podcast. I am Dawn Fisk and each week I will discuss a different life subject that is relevant to each and every one of us. I will include thought-provoking experiences both from my own life and from the hundreds of people I've coached over the years. I'll give you essential tips and strategies that you can use in your everyday lives in order to grow your inner confidence, achieve your goals, feel happier in life, have better relationships and social skills and a much higher sense of self-esteem and worth. I'll be on your team, coaching and supporting you along the way, reminding you of what works and what to avoid. You can tap into the podcast wherever you are and whenever you feel it would help and together we will keep you on track focused, constantly moving forward and improving with much more determination, feeling the way you deserve to feel and generally achieving overall increased happiness in your life. Welcome along. So without any further hesitation, let's move on to this week's subject. Today we're talking about uh, another skill that will help you to improve your communication skills to improve your relationships, um, to improve your confidence, which is what this podcast is all about. Now, this skill um, piggybacks and complements the skill that we covered a few episodes ago, uh, in which I talked about the importance and the power of listening skills and how by improving your ability to listen, a skill which is just simply not taught. It's not taught to us at any point really in schools, uh, throughout our education. At any point, it's assumed we can all do it. We all know how to do it and we all do it well. But in fact, the majority of us don't. So I covered that a few episodes ago on how uh, helpful it would be if you improve, concentrate, work on and develop your listening skills how it will improve your sales if you're in sales, your management style if you're a manager, your parenting if you're a parent, and just your everyday interactions with your friends and loved ones and colleagues. Uh, Because if we can listen properly, uh, with full attention, with time, uh, without judgment, um, and, and be present totally for them about their stuff, then we get a lot more quality out of it they feel properly listened to instead of that age-old line that we many of us get which is you're not listening yes i am that means they feel that you're not listening um so we concentrated on that so if you haven't listened to that it's well worth going back a few episodes to that that topic today's compliments that it's equally as important and equally as powerful and helpful um but it is the opposite, it is questioning. We need to be able to ask some great questions in order to get people talking to us, uh, in order to get to a much deeper, deeper conversation, a much richer conversation with much a more full content um, instead of surface, surface chat, surface level, um, or two-way conversations where you ask them, oh, hi, it's lovely to see you. Have I had a good week? Yeah, yeah, it's been not too bad. My boss has been a bit of a nightmare. Oh, my boss too. Straight away into two conversations instead of you listening. Um, so the reason I'm doing this actually is twofold. First, because it is a really key skill. Uh, it's a, an absolute essential key skill if you're a coach to ask great questions 
thought-inducing, um, powerful questions. And when I say great and powerful, that doesn't mean they're complex. Sometimes it can be just a very, very simple question, such as, and what does that give you? And what does that give you? What does that give you? Until you, you dig down to the real root cause, the real root goal, the real root motivator, or something like that, for example. So it can be very, very simple. Or, so what could you do? And what could you do about that? And what other options do you have? What other options are there? So you often, in fact, you repeat the same question until they can go no further. Because the first one is surface, the second one goes a bit deeper, third one goes really deep, and so on. So when I say ask great questions, what I mean is open questions. Um, and what I mean is simple. They don't have to be complex. They don't have to be um, tricky or smart or convoluted. Very simple, straight to the issue. But what is really, really essential about good questions is then giving them the time and the space to fully think it through, fully process it and fully answer. Um, so what we need to do is ask more questions first in life. So a key tip for you, if you take only one thing away from today's podcast is ask more questions, just increase the number that you use. Um, in fact, I was reading some research the other day that said looking at uh, recruitment, they looked at delegates that asked a couple of questions throughout the interview. It might have been one at the beginning about, I don't know, how long have you been in this building or how long have you been trading or something like that. It might have been at the end as they were finishing, but importantly, there might have been a couple in the middle at the end of one of their answers. So if they'd answered a question, let's say they'd something like, uh, tell us about a time when you've had to do X, Y, and Z in your former roles. The candidate may have answered, well, I've, I've done this and I succeeded in that, and then turned it round into a question at the end. Is that something that you see much of here? Is that a worthwhile approach? Or something like that, I'm making it up as I go along. But they added on an occasional question at the end of their answer. So they turned it back to the interviewer, which then got the interviewer involved. Instead of it feeling interrogative and one-sided, it got more um, into a conversation style, more relaxed which was seen to be much more successful. In fact, they were much more likely to get the job than candidates that just answered, just answered, just answered. Um, another um, article I was reading was about speed dating, ironically. In speed dating research, they found that if those um, uh, people, candidates, what do you call them that are on speed dating? I have no idea. Victims? I don't know. <laughs> uh, they are much more uh, likely to get a date if they asked just one more question than compared with other people on the speed dating. So people feel good if um, they believe the one that they're communicating with is interested and um, wants to know more about their life in whatever way it is. So if you're a manager, ask more questions for sure. Don't just tell. If you're a parent, ask more questions, nice open questions. Uh, what was the best day, thing that happened at school today? 
um, or um, you know something like that a nice open question so what there are closed questions there's probably you already know closed questions that get you usually a bit of information or a one word answer a yes or a no or something closed or a quantity or an amount and it really just ends there or they're the open questions so the closed questions are those that warrant a yes or no um, and will just give you some info so um, those are the ones that use uh, would should is are do you think they all lead to sort of yes or no answers or um, information, short burst of information. Whereas questions that start with who, what, where, when, the W questions, or how, why, um, they will lead to people giving you some much deeper information. They will give it some thought, they will think about their answers, they'll process it and provide much more. Um, and then follow up with another question. Gosh, that's interesting. Tell me a bit more about that. God, really? How? Those sorts of follow-up questions so you go deeper and deeper. And, and actually, the second reason I'm doing this, I said earlier, there are two reasons. First, because it is key and essential and a great skill to have and will really, really help you. But secondly, it will also really, really strengthen and deepen your relationships and friendships. Um, only last week, um, there's a group of us that go out as couples. We're usually all together, all out as couples. And so you have little snippets of conversation with whomever you're sat next to or stood at the bar with. Remember those days? Um, and you just get snippets and there's lots of banter and it's not often deep conversation. But last week, um, circumstances just um, were such that I ended up with one by myself who I'm not normally with just by myself it's just it's always in couples and things like that um, and the conversation was I just asked a couple of open questions I had not planned to do this I was just genuinely there and genuinely involved I asked a couple of uh, general questions about their, their life and their career and, and just life generally for them and how things were for them and have been through lockdown and things like that and we went to such a deeper richer level than I have ever been with that person and I found out so much more about uh, how they feel about things what makes them tick uh, the sense of pride they got around certain areas that I didn't know about um, and sense of achievement, their worries, their concerns, their highlights, just such a richer, richer conversation than we would normally have had. But that was because um, we were in circumstances where we could. Um, I asked a few open questions and I would say they were prepared to talk. So we also have a responsibility in communication to equally as the other person not just the questioner but the other person to be on the receiving end of questions we have the responsibility to give to to properly um get involved because sometimes you might see this with say teenagers that still struggle socially a little bit you might ask them a question and you might just get nowhere with it it's hard work um so we do need to reveal to give back to open up and I'll say that to my teenagers, you know, tell them stuff. They've asked about school, tell them. Or they've asked about your future career or something. Just open up, they're interested and let the conversation flow. 
Um, so this is two way. We need to also take the risk of opening up and revealing and playing a role in that conversation. So no matter where you are, let's say you're at a wedding, um, we've got to ask open questions. And the easiest thing, if you're in an environment where you're shy or you're struggling or you're not sure, let's say you're going to a wedding and you haven't got a significant other or you don't know anybody else at the wedding or you're, you're going to be put on a big large table with strangers and your other half is going to be opposite you, not sat with you on the other side of the large round table and you're either side got strangers with you and you're in one of those socially difficult conversations or social situations. The best way with those is to ask questions, to get the other person talking. Most people like to talk about themselves um, given the opportunity, not all but most. So the, the trick is you've got something in common straight away, you're at the same wedding. So it might make sense to ask questions about how do you know the bride or are you on the groom's side or the bride's side? Oh gosh, you're the cousin to the groom. What was he like as a child? God, did, did, were you very close? Etc. Ask about that common ground that you've got. Um, or you you signed up for a new activity and you're shy and you're just meeting people, um, you're just signed up for a new course or something. You're all there on the same course. So ask about that. What do they want to do with the course? What made them sign up? Where are they from? Have they done this subject before? Etc. Etc. Um, get them talking. So the trick is the questions, open questions, not closed ones. It feels like they're being interrogated. If you ask a series of short questions where they just give yes, no answers, that's a horrible feeling. Just nice, general, open questions ask a follow-up question. And then the trick then is once you've got them talking is to then bring in your skill set of properly listening. Properly listening to the content and using some of the content then for your next follow-up question. And let them know you're listening with good eye contact. Have you ever noticed in the um, in interviews where maybe on the TV or in the media where they're interviewing somebody, they'll often use the nodding dog technique, as I call it, where they'll tilt their head to the side. They may be smiling if it's appropriate. They're nodding their head, good eye contact, and they keep nodding to get that person to keep talking. Um, so really make them feel that you're um, you're properly listening, properly absorbing it and do properly listen, don't just fake it, they'll know. Um, so the, the trick is to use this skill fully is to then not interrupt. Give them the time, give them the space. That's why the conversation on last week was so, so enjoyable for both. So, so it was a lovely conversation, a really nice, um, rich conversation, really enjoyable for both. Um, so you can have that if you properly listen, properly give it the time and don't interrupt. So you can use the nodding dog if you like. Um, the other technique of course is to use the power of silence. That is another skill. A lot of people don't like silence, they don't use it as a skill and they don't like it when they're on the other end of it. Um, because most humans squirm in silence, they want to fill it. So you can use that to your advantage to get people to carry on opening up. So 
So that's what the interviewers do with the nodding dog technique. They will keep nodding and smiling and keep inviting them to keep going. Or if they have to, they might say, guys, tell me more about that. What happened in the end? Um, what happened? Um, where did that lead? Or something like that. I'm making it up, obviously. Um, but if you leave it silent for a second and just keep smiling at them or keep or nod a little bit, um, not so it looks false, just nod a little bit to keep, give it almost symbolically gives them the okay to carry on. Um, then the silence, they will feel the silence. They will then tell you another bit about that story or they'll tell you another worry or they'll tell you another bit of information or another thought they had or another example of a story with their cousin, the groom you know, that sort of thing. Um, so, ask great questions. By that, they can be very simple, but open. Follow-up questions. Um, then you can confirm it with a more closed question if you're in sales or management or with trying to get to the understanding of something if you're a parent. Checking with a closed question. Um, listen. Don't interrupt. Don't bring your stuff into it. Don't bring your story and throw in your pennies worth. Don't judge and use silence. And you will be amazed at asking uh, what, what the power of asking good questions and using that silence will do. It will truly strengthen your friendships and your relationships, truly enhance your, your loved ones and your relationship with them. Uh, improve your relationships with your customers with your colleagues, with your clients. Uh, if you're a coach, it will put you on another level. Um, anywhere you go, actually. So what I would recommend for you now, going forward, is to practice this. You can't do it wrong. <laughs> you can make a few mistakes and think, oh, God, that was a stupid question. Or oh, that took us in a direction I didn't want. And of course, as I say, and have said many, many times, the trick is to coach yourself after. What question worked really well there? How did that go? Um, what question didn't work so well? Oh, hit a dead end with that one. Um, and learn from it so that you're not beating yourself up and feel rubbish. You're learning from it and you get better and better at it. So practice it, be mindful of it, reflect on your successes afterwards and the obstacles that you faced and how to improve them so that you get better and better and better at this skill. And then just watch the results. Watch how your confidence soars, watch how your communication and your management style and your selling and your coaching soars. Um, so you are now working on your questioning skills and your listening skills. And this will help you wherever you go, whatever social setting you're in, weddings, um, cocktail parties, interviews, speed dating, new job, going to uni, whatever it is, this will help you wherever you go. It is a skill that each of us can work on and improve and each of us will benefit from improving no matter what you do, whether you're in the school playground picking up young children, it will help. Um, so it is worth investing time in. So going forward for the rest of this week, practice the skill set, get better and better, practice your listening and reap the benefits. Don't forget, of course, in every episode that we cover, you can always drop me a line and share your experiences with me. Equally, um, you can drop me a line about subjects you would like me to cover. One way or the other, either way, visit the website www 
milestone-coaching.co.uk uh, where you can look through the website and see everything that's on offer there. There's a free blog you can follow, a newsletter you can sign up for. Um, there are also some workshops uh, that you can join, group workshops. Uh, there's one on stress, there's one on confidence. Uh, they're really, really powerful because they're groups, they're small groups, very safe, don't have the massive on Zoom, so you can be anywhere. Um, ongoing over a series of weeks for an hour, over a series of weeks, and you build on them, build on them, build on them. So you get the benefit of almost one-to-one -one coaching with me, but you also get the benefit of hearing other people's examples, their struggles, their achievements, their thoughts, etc., and their experiences. And it's great. It just is great watching how the group form and bond and learn from each other. It's brilliant to witness. So sign up for one of those. Um, if that would help. Equally, there are online programs where you can just download the online presentations um, on time management or seven module advanced stress management workshop where you own that then and you can keep repeating it whenever you want, packed full of practical techniques that you can use for stress management or time management and you then own it and you can revisit as often as you need in the future. Um, or of course, if one-to-one -one coaching, even just one session would help you on a specific subject tailored to you, and you're in the driving seat of that, one or two coaching sessions via Zoom at any point on any worries that you've got or struggles or topics, then you know where I am. It's all on the website. You can contact me through that, and you can even schedule it and book it yourself. There's a scheduling system where you can book it in your own diary um, and be in the driving seat. That's what coaching is all about, empowering people to make that changing improvement. I have loved talking to you this week. I hope it's been helpful. If you're new to the podcast, don't forget there are 70 past episodes at least in the back catalogue to listen to. I suggest you start at the first few, start one to 10, because they give you the full platform of my coaching, really. Um, they're the best ones to start with rather than going backwards from the most recent and back in time. Um, anyway, subscribe and get the next podcast episode just land in your inbox. That's helpful too. It's been an absolute pleasure. Have yourselves a great week, a really confident week and enjoy the practice. Take care now. Mm -hmm.